Fire. Our first true piece of technology. 100,000 BC, stone tools. 4,000 BC, the wheel. 9th century AD, gunpowder. 19th century, Eureka, the light bulb. 20th century, the automobile, television, nuclear weapons, spacecraft, internet. The internet is amazing. 21st century, biotech, nanotech, fusion and fission and M-theory. And that was just the first decade. We are now three months into the year of our Lord, 2023. At this moment in our civilization, we can create cybernetic individuals who, in just a few short years, will be completely indistinguishable from us. Which leads to an obvious conclusion. We are the gods now. Welcome to the Technocratic Oath. I'm your host, Aaron Hockett. Holy smokes, what a week this has been. It's even incredible to think that we're in September already. Can you believe that? September 2nd, 2023. It's kind of... Really get it. I don't know how we got here. How we're here already. We only have what's what's the count? Let's see what's the count. Uh, let's see here. Uh, days until Christmas. How many days till Christmas.com? 113 days until Christmas. Lord help us. Whew, boy. So. Tonight we're going to be talking about the risk of curated information and what that means in terms of our news sources as well as what we think and what we believe, right? So remember in the scene, Minority Report, you know exactly the one I'm talking about, right? Tom Cruise has just gotten his new eyes to avoid the authorities, and he starts walking through the downtown section and what starts happening. Advertisements, right? They start popping out of the woodwork, telling him that he needs to drink more alcohol or go on a vacation or something else like that, like with his eyeballs being scanned, right? And this whole idea uh, that then we are being targeted by these ads, right? Uh, fun fact, of course, if you didn't know, Minority Report was based off the Minority Report written by Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick, of course, wrote uh, Total Recall, Frame, uh, Blade Runner, Man in the High Castle, and A Scanner Darkly. The frameworks of those, of course, they were all based on short stories. Blade Runner um, was uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, for example, was a short story based off of that. Uh, Philip K. Dick, of course, gave us some incredible insights along uh, with um, some of the Orwellian overtones, and of course, that he wrote, right? 
Uh, and so <clears throat> how does how does Minority Report, right, and that scene from that movie then flow into the conversation, right, around curated information and the future of news sources? Well, take a moment, ask yourself this. When's the last time you turned on local news? I haven't turned on local news, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, any local news stations in almost a year. I mean, why do we need it? We don't need it, do we? I mean, do you have to watch local news to find out what's going on? No. You find out, right, through other various different social media, Meta, X, Threads, uh, Nextdoor, right? Um, <laughs> why, why do you need those, you know, traditional news sources, right, when you get it from all the various different ones? And thinking about that, right, the, the information that was introduced via Facebook, right, then creates this thread of curated narratives, which, of course, as we get into it, like, what have we seen in the last, you know, decade? Fake news, misinformation, doublespeak, right, all of this other stuff, right? So... As with, as with all these podcasts, we're going to take a look at three points and kind of think about and ponder what, what that looks like, right? Um, and the first point is curated news, especially political content, has completely ruined society. Now, <laughs> I, I'll caveat that a little bit, right? It's not all bad, but it's not all good either. Right On one side of the fence, you've got things like January 6th. That was not fun. On the other, you've got a completely different breed of online trolls. Right, And then on the other, you've got the SJWs, right, the social justice warriors, that in their own ways create various echo chambers of noise. Curated news may not be all bad as well. However, the point here is you have various streams of companies probably 10 to 20 of them, if we're really going to be honest with ourselves, right, that actually in the background run and control all of the data sources that you get your news through today, right? And they're feeding you those things. But have you ever checked out a pair of shoes and then noticed that ads for those shoes follow you across the web? This is called personalized retargeting or remarketing, but it just scratches the surface. Either things you agree with things that trigger you. How many times have you seen people just go off on social media or on TikTok or videos, right? That then they just start beating people up, right? Or uh, people cut in line or take the last TV on Black Friday, as we were just talking about Christmas, right? Um, things that put you into a worse state that then cause you to engage in a... Uh, rage and hateful state against the people who are against you. They're not really against you, right? They're just people like you and me. If there's anything I've learned on my 15,000 days on this, on this uh, planet in my lifetime, you can do the math on that one, folks. Um, everyone's just trying to survive, make a living, and support their families, right? Doesn't matter what language you speak. Doesn't matter uh, what your job and vocation is. 
uh, you are just trying to make things better for you and your family, right? And then at the end of the day, the worst part about those platforms is the fact that they monetize your hate and make money off of you, right? So Meta, Nextdoor, X, Insta, TikTok, right? They're making money off your joy, your misery, and your hate. How much you engage on those platforms, how much do you give yourself to those platforms? Time to check my social media, yeah. Just be who loves me online. Right? To then get to a, a spot where <laughs> you're not in control of your own thoughts. You're not in control of your involuntary reactions, right? You, you just are. Food for thought. Second point is curated news limits your potential learning of new things. Now, what do I mean by that? So something that is that I've found interesting over the years, of course, is, uh, and I, I read this or saw it on a, a vlog somewhere, I think within the last month, but it basically was talking about <clears throat> the fact that you're only as good as your default systems that you build. I can't remember who said the quote, and I'm going to have to find find that. But think about that just for a second, right? We're creatures of habit. We fall into what's comfortable and what gives us a dopamine hit, right? Uh, one thing to think about is challenge yourself um, to go uh, a week without your norms of checking social media or news information on your smartphone. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, sorry, tell your boss, hey, I can't work on the computer because I'm digitally detoxing for a week. Although maybe you need to. But the point is, go through and change your rhythms in order to then look at what it is that you're consuming and then also what's consuming you, right? So this idea around being comfortable getting the news from the sources that you engage with may limit what you learn is new. Um, take this podcast, for example. Um, last last week, uh, I, I ended up launching this podcast on another pa- platform, and I thought, oh, this is really cool. You know, maybe <clears throat> maybe I can make some money off of this. Uh, you know, what are how are people going to engage with it? It just fell flat on its face, right? It fell flat on its face. Why? Because I didn't take the time necessary really to learn, hey, was this actually the best platform to go in and, and look at this, you know, uh, podcast on? I was, not, I was even not even thinking about how does it integrate with Google and Apple, which is also kind of a, an experience unto itself um, as well. And then uh, <clears throat> this idea around what really uh, was the nail in the coffin for me was uh, a coworker wanted to listen to my podcast while we were driving around in my car. I, it took me about 21 different steps and I still couldn't get the podcast to play. <laughs> so you think about then, I had to then take this next, this next week to then figure out, okay, what platforms are out there that actually do podcasting and do podcasting well? 
And so obviously, as you can tell, I'm now hosted on uh, good old uh, Podbean uh, because they've done their homework. And now I've done my homework. I've learned something new. But that's not, it's not just about me, right? It's about you. Um, and this is, this is more or less, you know, uh, we're a byproduct of the internet in general, right? In terms of how we use the internet and how we consume it, search for things, search for things that maybe only interest you, right? And <clears throat> another example I'll give is I've also taken an interest in uh, data engineering and data, data analyst roles, Um around how we move and store data. So for example, there are huge um, swaths is probably the best word of data that then are out there in various different private companies, public companies, uh, your own personal life, right? Think about your, your digital footprint um, and thinking about the data storage that it takes just even like, so let's say, store this podcast on a remote server somewhere, right? Um, and so I am now digging in and learning a trade craft as best I can to what data engineers, data analysts do, how to look at, how to interpret, and how to look at patterns of how that data works. Now, <clears throat> I'm doing that simply because uh, I want to learn something new, right? Uh, I want to be able to uh, understand how something works, right? Um, now, are you going to have that initiative, right? If you were essentially, um, if you essentially were stuck with the data sources of news, right, that you were using right now. And what's interesting about that is could those data sources actually provide you something of value in terms of something you wanted to look up and learn new, right? Chances are not, right? And so if you think about learning something new, it's the educational process that we learned all growing up in school around the fact that you know nothing about a subject and you have to learn it, right? So you're not going to learn something new by just, you know, essentially essentially using the same data news sources over and over again, right? You're just going to hear news stories about things that you like uh, or things that interest you currently, not that you're going to necessarily learn something new, right? Um, and so when you think about <clears throat> when you think about that in terms of your day-to-day, what does that mean? What does it mean for your political news? What does it mean for your educational news? Things that you're learning something new about either the area in which you live, your neighborhood, your neighbors, or a new project that you want to do, right? So think, think about that. Again, the point of saying curated news limits your potential for learning new things. If you had to rely on the data stream of sources that you currently consume, how would they be able to help you? Something to think about. Lastly, the last point here 
is it's only going to get worse. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. And as technology becomes more ubiquitous in our lives, do we have a choice? Do we have a choice, right? For us, our kids, um, and everyone in general, right? Being being told this is how you interact in society, right? What is it that drives me the most crazy about concerts these days? The people who are going to concerts aren't actually watch, watching the concert on stage. They pull out their phones and record the whole thing. Why? Why do they do that? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Because they want to save the memory, right? Okay, that's great. But then as a user of that technology, right, um, you're now creating the story narrative for everyone else, right, that the thing to do is to go to concerts and pull out your phone. <sighs> sound like a grumpy old man, don't I? Probably. Maybe for the younger audience, I don't know. Maybe my, uh, maybe my uh, nephew, uh, Dominic, would think I'm an old grumpy old man. Uh, I miss sliders, I guess, right? At, at concerts, sue me, I guess, right? Um, but as we think about those data streams and news sources of, of those events and technology and how they're used, right? We have to vote with our minds and our dollars. TikTok will become MySpace, X and Metal will become GeoCities, and iPhones and Android phones will get replaced by something we haven't seen yet. It's going to say shout out to those who know MySpace and GeoCities. That's, that's digging deep into the millennial archives there. Um, but the point here is that the data stream of how we consume data may change, right? If it's not through a computer, an iPhone, an Android phone, etc., it's going to be through something that wants to control how we consume the data streams. And the data streams will only continue to get more and more and more. Right, those fire hoses will continue to turn on whether we want them to or not. That's why you've seen a big a big movement, right, of, of people who have been uh, essentially moving to flip phones or dumb phones, right? They want to get away from the technocratic society of acceptance, right? And I'm not saying go do that, right? There's all ends of the spectrum. Uh, at, at the end of the day, you do what's best for you, right? And we come to the point here where it's like, okay, Aaron, so what? You know, we have all of these data streams of news. They're all uh, controlled or curated in a way to us based on cookies and browser history and clicked on, clicked online, you know, clicked on an ad, all that kind of fun stuff. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to make this very real for everyone on this podcast who can listen, okay? So the, the end story here, again, this kind of speaks into society at large, right? <clears throat> In terms of if you have a, an Alexa, if you are talking to Siri, if you're doing anything that uh, you know is voice activated. 
my wife and I were sitting on the couch, minding our own business, and uh, my phone was next to me. And I, <clears throat> we had just had a uh, a water break, right in in our in our house, and uh, we were saying that we needed to call ServPro because ServPro, um, you know, comes out and does an assessment and all that fun stuff for how much extensive the water damage was. The next commercial that played was a ServPro ad. And you cannot sit here and tell me that your phone, your smartphone, is not listening to you piping that data back to Apple, Google, whoever else, and then telling the current streaming subscription service what type of ads to curate for me. Okay? That experience showcases the curated streams of news and information that are happening all around us that we might not even be aware of, right? And so I tied that back in, right, to the initial conversation, right, about Minority Report and targeted advertisements. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Minority Report right now. It's not coming, it's not over the horizon, it's right here. Was the mechanism different? Were they scanning my eyeballs and retinas as I was walking around? No. They were listening to a private conversation in my house, on my couch, while I watch TV. That's even more intrusive than Minority Report led us to believe. (laughs) Scary. Spooky, isn't it? So... I will say this, as I pause and reflect for myself as much as for you, think and understand what it is that you're consuming. That's it. That's my message and takeaway. Think about what you're spending your time on using social media, what web services you're using. If you're using voice command in your home, let me know in the comments, are you going to continue to use voice commands in your home? Are you going to turn off Siri? Are you going to turn off Alexa? Do you really think and believe they're not hoarding all of that voice recorded data and not going to use it to train AI? That end user license agreement says otherwise. You can think, oh, yeah, no, the company said they're not going to use that. Yeah, okay. You trust all of them, huh? Okay. You know, and I think as I, as I think about this for my kids, as I think about this um, for how they're already interacting online, the, the teaching and education piece around, knowing how those companies provide entertainment news and interests, they do not have our best interests at heart. So think and understand what it is that you're consuming. Because... The next time you hop on your phone to look something up, the next time that you have a conversation, a private conversation over coffee or something like that, where your phone's on the table listening to the entire thing, and you get online and see targeted advertisements 
that are not just blind luck that they are there. They are there because companies are weaponizing that against you. And it's up to us to remind ourselves, really, how much time are we spending in the engagement of that machine? And how much do we let that machine govern our thoughts, our hopes, and our desires in a way that we may not have control of? So think and understand what it is you're consuming and spending your time on. I hope this was insightful. I hope this made you think about what it is that you consume, what it is that your news sources are. The fact that targeted advertising is not going to get away, it's gonna become even more personal. And how are you going to respond to that? Until next time.